Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Hello, everybody. What's up, Buttercups? I like how my voice raises just a little bit when we're on the podcast. Like, um, I think I mentioned this before, but like when I was doing video blogs, I would always be like, stop with your video blog voice. It's your professional voice. It's, it's your voice raising high. Like, hi, everybody. I'm here to soothe you. It's like trying to be more calming, but in reality, I'm not calming. And so I don't know why I suddenly turn into like cheerleader like hi everybody Yay. this is so disingenuous to who i actually am me and my brother have a running go- joke because we would call my sister at work all the time and she would have her work voice mm-hmm. so she'd be like welcome home to blah 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 apartments i'm trini how can i help you and we'd be like it's actually like oh, what? <laughs> what do you guys want and i'm like what happened to your true so just hi this is so and so at so and so how can i help you mm-hmm. oh <laughs> what what up? Yeah, no, I do that all the time too. I definitely have phone voice, like professional phone voice when I'm answering. When, I'm just when like, you're answering, when I'm answering, <laughs> that is when a man answers your question that you didn't ask. Yeah, you're answering. I'm answering. Where I'm going? Really? Tell me more about that. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Twitter, a Twitter, a tweet, a tweet that I saw, and it was a girl. She was like, "My favorite thing to do." Is when a guy explains something to you, even if it's super simple, ask him, like, oh, really? Why is that? Or, like, oh, my God, that's interesting. How is that? And on that tweet, a mm-hmm. guy came in, and he's like, that's actually, like, emotionally manipulative. And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, really? Tell really? me more. Tell her about it. And he goes in to describe it some more, and it is just <laughs> the best. That's beautiful. The best. Oh, I love it. What's up, everyone? I'm JD. I have great hair, bad taste, and strong opinion. <laughs> and I'm Paige. I have long hair that's annoying and everybody loves but me. And strong <laughs> opinions and bad taste in movies. What about bad taste in movies? To the death. We've talked about this. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Top three bad movies. Top three bad movies. I can tell you right now, mine are Batman and Robin that nobody likes. Artificial Intelligence by Steven Spielberg that nobody mm, likes. I love that one. Thank you. I love it too. Everybody hates I it. I love it. It's beautiful. Oh, uh, there's one more. There's one more. It's a Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino. Nobody else can. I haven't seen it, but I've wanted to see it. I love Grindhouse as a thing. I want it to come back every single year. And not always Quentin and Robert, like... I want it to be other people. Fair enough. But just the fact that you get to sit down in theater for four hours and they have fake trailers playing for them. Nah. That's I funny. want it. And some of those trailers became real movies. Like that's Machete. So- which is fucking hilarious that's to me. That's awesome. I want to see Edgar Wright's Don't. Have, did you, oh, you, you no. haven't seen it. No. So it's a fake trailer and it's like, if you and your friends are planning on breaking into the empty haunted house, don't. <laughs> if you guys hear a strange sound and you want to go investigate, don't. And it's just them, like, doing all these creepy things, and the narrative be like, don't. Don't. <laughs> but it's fucking hilarious. It's by Edgar Wright, because all these famous uh, authors got to, or famous writers got to do little segments mm. for the fake trailers, and it was hilarious. And Eli Roth had uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Which is fucking hilarious. So it's a Thanksgiving killer. And one of the most iconic death scenes of all time that never got filmed is this girl jumping on a trampoline. And then she jumps up, does the splits on the trampoline, but then the guy, like, stabs the knife through the trampoline right as she does the splits. So, like, it penetrates her. Yeah. Death scene. Amazing. That's 
that just made my everything clench <laughs> down there. And like, then Bleh. Rob Zombie had a werewolf woman of the SS something ship related. <laughs> and it was Nick Cage on a boat filled of women who are werewolves. That I just, love that it. That just sounds like it's Tuesday. I <laughs> want all this. Also, hot take, I love Rob Zombie movies. I So, because I'm on Letterboxd now, because I'm a fresh, officially a film connoisseur, and you have to have a letterbox to do that. Okay. Um, I, you can make lists. You can have diary entries of when you watch certain movies. You can be like, these are movies that I saw in 2018. These are my favorite performances. This is the kind of style that I would like to do if I was a director. You create your own list. Mm-hmm. And so I just started making my own list. And my popular list is movies I love that nobody else likes. Yes. And it's like Speed Racer, Mother, Batman and Robin, all the ones I mentioned before. Let me see if I can pull it up while you tell me about yours. Um, so I would have to say, other than the ones that I've already mentioned, like the Scooby-Doo, not franchise because there was only two movies. But it was amazing. But those two movies were great and fight me. Um, and then a Greg Araki film called Splendor, Ooh. which Ooh. is about a threesome that turns into a relationship so far ahead of its time probably not that far ahead of its time in general but like like really legitimately was kind of awesome because there was an element of like the guys kind of falling in love with each other like bro falling in love with each other too it's a really good movie it's Kathleen Robertson and um Oh, Jonathan. I'm adding it to my watch list oh now that I'm on this. It's like, John, what is his last name? Like, Jonathan Sugar <laughs> Like, he was the, the 90s heartthrob. Like he, Jonathan I, Taylor Thomas. No, not that Jonathan. Um, I, I Was he the one that took over for the second George of the Jungle? George of the Jungle is another one that I love. That I, like, I have Kathleen has. Robertson, Matt Kessler, Kelly McDonald. Oh, I like Kelly McDonald, though. Yes. And Eric Mabias. I don't have a Jonathan anything. Okay, let me see. Um, Eric Mavis, yes, is also pretty awesome in there. Um, what in the world? You just scroll side to side. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm like, what in God's name? Matt um, Kessler's great in it. Um, What's the... Where did he go? Maybe he wasn't as popular then, and so now he's... Oh, like, so he's not listed. listed. Jonathan Sh- Shererick, the last one. Oh, the last one? The last one on there. Oh, he's a cutie. He's... So cute. I love him and everything. He was the one who was in That Thing You Do. He was in The Prom Night remake, too. Which is another terrible movie that I actually don't like. No, no, that one's, that one's, that one's bad. If you like I that, I don't, I don't, I don't like That Thing You Do, but I do like He one. was in The Sweetest Thing. Yes. Oh, was, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I like his filmography. As Splendor, adding it to my list currently. Splendor is great. If you ever bring me back my Celine Dion DVD, Stop, I love I'm Splendor. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I have a, I have a lot of garbage movie taste, but I will stand by them, and I don't care. Did you ever watch the? And obviously, it's not coming up right now. There's a movie Ava Green did with one of the Skarsgård brothers, and it's another one. And there's another guy there, and it's her relationship with the both of them. I think they become a polyamorous couple. Cute. Definitely recommend. And it's Ava Green, so it's immediately perfect. I love it. I love Ava Green. Um, this list, which I have titled Movies I Love That Nobody Else Fucking Does, mm-hmm. F-U-G-G-I-N, <laughs> it's Artificial Intelligence, yeah, Batman okay. and Robin, Death Proof, Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake, mm-hmm. I love it, <laughs> Mother, lowercase m, exclamation point, My Soul to Take by Wes Craven, which is a weird fucking film, and I can understand why nobody likes it. I love it. Great. Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> nobody cares about it. Scream 3, I will champion Scream 3 until the day that I die. 
What was wrong with Scream 3? It wasn't written by Kevin Williamson. It lacked a lot of violence because it came out right after Columbine, so they had to cut back a bunch of the violence. Mm. There was this tacky voice recorder thing where everyone's voice was saved onto it, so you could have recordings of people's voices. So when the killer called people, he could pretend to be other people, which in theory sounds terrible. The concept is amazing, though. Yeah, I see. And like in a movie, in a movie franchise where you kind of had to limit your what you're gonna believe. I'll take that one. That one's terrifying. That's the that's the next step yeah. of like, okay, we have a killer who calls you on the phone. You don't just want to hear him all the time. Like, no, it's coming up with other people's voices. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, people said it felt very Scooby Dooish. Well, well, then we love it. So, oh, I loved it. Parker Posey is in it, and she had love, love her. She's perfect. Carrie She's Fisher great. has a cameo in it. Jane Silent Bob had a cameo in it. That's dumb and out of place and garbage. No, because in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, they crash the movie set, so that totally tracks. It totally tracks, but Shannon Doherty's in it for some damn reason, which well, is weird. Well, because people keep trying to give her chances, and I don't know see why. Well, it's fucking hilarious, because after Shannon Doherty was fired from Charmed, Rose McGowan came in and became mm-hmm. the new sister. Mm-hmm. Rose McGowan died in Scream 1, yes. so then when she's in the Scream version, and mm-hmm. Jane Silent Bob, it just like, all wraps around, and I think it's fucking hilarious. I think it's great, and I love Kevin Smith movies. I don't know. <gasps> hot take. I, yeah, I don't Do you like Yoga Hoosiers? I haven't actually seen that Do you one. like Tusk? I haven't actually seen that so one. So you're a fake-ass fan is what no, you're I, saying. I am, no, no, I'm, I'm a kidding. classic. <laughs> classic lover of Kevin Smith. I always say that um, Kevin Smith in 100 years mm-hmm. will be what Shakespeare is to us now. <laughs> hot take. No, it's not a hot Tell take. Me. Because Shakespeare, everybody like makes it seem like it's this beautiful, like, oh, the language is so gorgeous and it's such a great story. No, it's dick and fart jokes. Yeah. If you understand what he's saying. And so, in a hundred years, same level. It's all dick and fart jokes. It's all dudes hanging out, insulting nurses on street <laughs> corners. Like, it's true. Like, anybody who knows Kevin Smith and anyone who understands fully what Shakespeare is saying and what his texts actually mean, same person. I am fascinated by this. I need to talk to the community about this. (laughs) Learn new question. But no, it's true. And you know what? Anybody who loves Shakespeare romanticizes him to a stupid degree to where they will do it. No, I'm honestly, anybody in their head who wants to like fight to, to the death about how beautiful Shakespeare's work is, I'm like, really? Because it's a whole lot of dick swinging. Like, Romeo and Juliet's whole I bite my thumb at you, sir. It's just a bunch of bros hanging out, being yeah. like, what? 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 Step what? Up. I'm just swinging my dick around. What? Step up. And that's what it is. I bite my thumbs up, and I'll just use that. In fact, I would go as far as to say that in certain circumstances, Kevin Smith is more romantic <gasps> than Shakespeare. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You are giving me a lot. I cannot run fast enough. I am excited for this. Let's get into this fucking episode. Yeah, I, we, this is not a film podcast. I love. Check out our film podcast. I couldn't help but talk about not the subject. <laughs> no, but I'm really. If you're on Letterbox, you should follow me because I'm always looking for new people to not read your reviews. Yeah, I have never heard of this Letterbox, but I do have TV time, which tells me when my shows are on. <laughs> so that's always nice. You're 90 years old and a half. Yeah, I am. I am 300 years old. Uh, I think that's the. It's an app, right? Yes. Uh, Caitlin and John are... It is an app. Okay. But it's a website, but it has an app. 
But uh, Caitlin and John are featured on TV Time from the Riverdale podcast. Cute! I love them. Because it's it's the recommended podcast for Riverdale. It's like, <gasps> oh, you're watching Riverdale at this time. You should also listen to this podcast. That's a... Okay. That Letterbox seems way more legit than TV Time. No, TV Time does that. Oh, TV Time does TV that. Time. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Letterbox doesn't do anything. It's, it's IMDb's messaging board. Fair enough. That's why you love it. That's why I love it. That's why I don't yes. go on IMDb anymore because IMDb <laughs> doesn't give me what I need. I, IMDb was my favorite website of all time. Yeah. And I would always be on there for everything. And then they got rid of message boards. And like, even without wanting to, not me being like, I'm going to protest IMDb. I just, ha- I can honestly say I haven't been on it in over a year. That's crazy. I'm on that all the time. I grew up. I can't up. remember Jonathan Frusciano's last name. Sachek. Sure. I was... I lived on that website. I met a couple of friends through that website. So now I'm just like saying it out loud. I was like, my heart just broke. I love Buffy so much that my personal blog was called the Slaying Blog. Um, And the tagline, because of course I'm extra and I have a tagline for my blog, um, was, oh, was I'd love to blog, but I have to go out slaying or I have have to slay. So I want to slay, but I can't blog, like something like that. It was dumb. And it was something that I saw on a message board on Internet Movie Database. I love it! I used to run a blog that was called Kill the Kid, and it was me going through all my favorite, like, horror movies, and when my favorite characters died, I would be like, this is who died, this is who should have died instead, and, like, a little lengthy essay about why they deserved, like, this, 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 and then I would always put their death scene in, like, a YouTube clip or embed it somewhere. And it was called Kill the Kid because it was usually like, just kill the kid. The kid's usually annoying in these movies. Kill them and save my favorite character. Mm-hmm. That she was hella popular. And then when I deleted everything, it went with it. Oh, that's so sad. It was me just rewatching all of Harper's Island and crying. Because <laughs> I hated everybody who lived. That's fair. I'm sorry. All Justice right. Justice for Katie Cassidy. I'm going to start my Harper's <laughs> Island vlog. You should. <laughs> I feel like I need to start a new blog, but I don't know what I need it to be about. Tyson City? No. <laughs> That's not it. Riverdale? Not Riverdale. Well, crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'll figure it out. No, Do you I watch still, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I still haven't like started it. Right now, I'm still doing my mega rewatch of, of Glee. Glee, and I totally forgot about the little, the little Irish boy. Oh, I And hate I was Roy. like, oh, Pumpkin, why are you even here? Hate. They're giving him nothing to do. And he can't sing. It's, it's okay. I... Here's the problem, is that they are making him, and that's not true. I don't know if they're making him or not. Um, that they're making him sing in his accent, which is unnatural. Yeah, because when you sing, you shouldn't have an accent. Exactly. And they, I don't know why Glee didn't understand that, but he (laughs) was singing, like he's saying It's Not Easy Being Green is his first song. Yeah. Which I love that song because I love the Muppets. Don't fight me. (laughs) I say, hate the Muppets. (laughs) I know. And that's why I'm saying, don't fight me. (laughs) This goes back to the last episode where I'm like, I'm not going to talk to you about it. It's okay. But I'm just saying, that was the first song that he sang. And it was garbage because he was trying to sing it in his accent. And I'm like, just let go, bud. Just let go and sing just it. Just let go. Have you got to the episode where you think take care of yourself? Maybe. His falsetto fucking kills me every time because I like that song. Hmm. And then he goes in for his falsetto. I was like, oh, bro, this is out of your rage. Stop, stop, stop. And he has stop to sustain it. it. Yeah. He was one of the contenders in the Glee Project, which was like the sideshow for the people who would then get a role yes. on it. I remember obsessively watching that, which was stupid. So stupid. Because I was like, this is garbage. Like, do I even care? Do I even care to see them on the... Because in the end, I didn't want anyone to win because they all sucked. 
You take that back. They all suck. Real life Rachel Berry, Lindsay Pierce, was amazing. And she was only a, like, a cameo role. She was a cameo role. But her real life persona ruined... fuck it, bitch. Ruined her on Glee for me. And so that's why oh. I eventually I stopped watching the Glee Project so that I could enjoy their actual performances instead of knowing the garbage people that they actually were. I loved her. She's currently in the Jennifer's Body Unauthorized Musical playing in LA. And I really, really want to go. <laughs> I really want to go see it. I love her. I want to go see her in LA when she was in Spring Awakening and mm-hmm. I got to take a picture with her. Cool. I love her. She's so nice. I got to see her boobies. Mm-hmm. She has small boobies. Yeah, she looks like she has small boobies. She looked a little bit curvier to me so I was like, oh. And then when I saw her boobies, I was like, oh, she's curvy but she has little boobies. Let me tell you something. Tell me. Boobs are important. We will get to that when we talk about this actual episode. If we episode. get to this episode, I'm not done with the Glee Project. Though. I know you're not, but I like boobs are it's like super interesting because they absolutely are shaped by the bra. Yeah. So recently my 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 bra started like not working anymore. Like the the underwire is digging into me. It's uncomfortable and you're supposed to get new bras every 6 months. Yeah. I don't have the money for that. So I don't and so I go on to Victoria's Secret because I'm just going to buy them off online because I know exactly what I want and I know what exactly my boobs look like in this and so I don't have to worry about it. And they don't make it anymore because of course they don't. Because why the fuck would they be helpful? Yeah, so I was like, they're like, try our new like, you know, wireless bras. Dude, they work great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, I haven't had a non-underwire bra in a really long time. And now I can't remember why I have an underwire bra. Like, that's like, okay, I'll try it. And there was a sale, so of course I got two of them. One of them is still in the package because I tried on the first one. And the reason that underwire is important is because you don't want your boobs to look like pancakes. Mm. And those bras were awful. And I was angry and I put back on my shitty bra and I reordered because they won't let you return anything with Victoria's Secret, like, to the store. They make you mail it back, and I wasn't about to pay postage right. on $25 worth of bra that was awful. That's garbage. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. So if anybody out there is a size 38D and would like a brand new white wireless bra, let me know, because I'll give it to you right in the package. We're going to do a raffle. Yeah, we're going to do a raffle. <laughs> I feel so bad because every single day I try to take a step back and be like, women have it really, really hard. And y'all just keep getting new and new and new <laughs> things. Well, not new. Like, it's like, no, it's, I yeah, keep learning about, about things. And I'm like, fuck. And y'all have to worry about that too. God damn. God, I hate you guys. <laughs> no, we make things complicated for ourselves as well because we want ourselves to look a certain way. And because we... We'll do it. We'll go the distance to do that. It's stupid, but we will. God. <laughs> you just have to fucking bleed out every month. You'll have to worry about being pretty. Mm-hmm. You'll have to worry about stating your opinion, but you can't say like a bitch. Otherwise, people are going to like discredit your opinion. Mm-hmm. And guys can just walk around dick swinging underwear, no underwear. Who cares? There's no wire in underwear. There's no wire in basketball shorts. And we could show up to a business meeting in basketball shorts, mm-hmm. own it, get a promotion, buy a yacht. Exactly. Well, and it just depends on your level of commitment. Like... I, for a really long time, wore a full-ass face of makeup, and I didn't look that great, but I felt like that's what I needed to do, because society, and so I had fucking, like, 
my moisturizer and then I had my foundation and then I had my bronzer and then I had my like not highlighter because there weren't there was no such thing as highlighters at the time but there was like one more step and then I could do my you know signature like pink eyeshadow that brought out my eyes and like crease it with this brown and blah blah like it went forever and I did it for years and one day like I just like I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like why don't I save this for when my skin is actually bad Mm. because my skin's not that bad no you have good skin and so I was just like you know what fuck it you know what I need all I need is some eyeliner and that's fucking it and own it, so own it, own yeah, it. so I've gradually stepped it up as I've gotten older though. Like now I'm like, okay, I have one color eyeliner on top and another color eyeliner on the bottom because it's Mysterious. purple and it brings out the blue in my eyes. And I did just recently start doing like this bronzer, but the whole reason that I I did the bronzer is because it smells like chocolate. <laughs> and it's really awesome. And I think it, like, it makes me look tan enough that it brings out a niceness in my skin tone that I feel was lost since I stopped being a blonde. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares about this. I don't know why I keep talking about this. Nobody, nobody cares, cares about, about sex face. in the city. I don't know. Well, that's fair also. Um, Listen, this, this is, is for us. And if it matters <laughs> to you, it matters. <laughs> it's important. So I am cute. And I have waterproof mascara, which has come in handy lately because... I, like, spent the last few few days crying because I, my, uh, the person that owns my studio uh, has decided she can't afford it anymore and she needs to sell it, which I totally understand. Like, it's nobody's fault, but I'm just really sad to leave my echoey establishment. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, it's got a great view and it's within walking distance of work and I'm just really super sad about it. And so I kind of identified with Steve a little in this episode that we're going to fucking get into right now. Let's talk about them. I was trying to figure out the order that we were going to talk about them in and I was literally, nobody did anything except for Carrie even then. She's an idiot. That's true. So this is season three, episode nine, easy come, easy go. I hate it. (laughs) Steve hunkers down on Miranda's couch. Trey gives Charlotte the thumbs up. Carrie and Big wind up sharing a cigarette after an eventful night, which is an understatement. Statement. Okay, so I think our new rule is whoever isn't talked about in the bio, we start with first, because obviously they don't matter. That's fair. Boom, Samantha. Okay. Samantha's giving head to this dude. <laughs> this he is nuts. A, I, I can't believe that this isn't in the description. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this matters more than anything. <laughs> he nuts and it tastes like garbage, <laughs> which leads to the iconic line, I'm dating a guy with the nastiest tasting spot. Funkiest tasting spot. My favorite fucking thing, which I didn't know about, because I knew about this line and I was ready for it. Charlotte, because they're all, all four of them are having brunch, sitting at a table. <laughs> Samantha says this. Charlotte gets up and leaves, <laughs> and it's not a joke. It's not a bit. This bitch is offended and leaves the restaurant. Yep. And Miranda is so thoroughly amused by it that she's like, and she's never coming back. <laughs> and it makes me wonder because it felt like such an honest moment that maybe it wasn't scripted. Potentially, I don't know. We'll have to listen to the commentary and find out. <laughs> so Samantha's whole thing is trying to get this guy to eat a little bit healthier or a little bit better, so his spunk doesn't taste as bad. Yeah. So they have shots of wheatgrass, uh, which was IRL hilarious <laughs> because Paige was like, "Ew, wheatgrass," and I was like, "I love wheatgrass." Yeah. And then Paige turned to me, looked directly in my fucking face, and threw daggers at me. And she's like. <laughs> 
Okay, just because you eat ass. <laughs> you missed a step because I said it tastes like dirt. And you're like, yeah. Okay, but that part didn't matter. <laughs> I've never tasted dirt. Context. <laughs> you just mean like, okay, just because you eat ass was the part that I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> I choked. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. It was attacked in my own home. This is not your home. <laughs> this is my home. It's not even my home, Sue. Anyways. Listen, I'm trying to have a good time. Don't make me cry. You know I'm emotionally volatile. I just went through Snapchat stories. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, so they have wheatgrass shots to sort of, like, fix it, quote, unquote. She it even doesn't. She even asked the waiter. She was like, how long until the wheatgrass enters your system? Which, I, I don't I don't think that it would just take an hour to change his diet. His sperm. <laughs> The sperm's no. been hanging out for a while. It will continue to hang out for a while. You'll get the after effects of that, like, in tomorrow. Because, he- what, we produce, like, over a million sperm every single day? Yeah. So I'm like, mm-mm. No, he's got he's to jack off a couple of times to reset his system. Like, you can't just... You can't just do that. Um, so she goes down on him again. And I... <laughs> I had kind of, like, a moment because he's like, Oh, you give such good head, babe. And I'm just like, Yeah. That's... That's a good compliment. <laughs> like, that would be something where I'd be like, I know, right? right? Just like, I love it. I'd be like, I totally agree. <laughs> Thank also, you. what we learned, Samantha doesn't swallow. Samantha spits. I don't think she always spits. <gasps> hot take. <laughs> I'm tired of myself saying hot take. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that if it's... Here's the thing. Okay, Tell us. we're gonna we're finish gonna, a damn sentence. We're gonna get real. We're gonna get super real. So, guys, come is so vastly dis- different, like insanely so. And I'm not going to get super into it and get specifically specificy. Um, there was one that was absolutely concentrated ocean water. Like, that's what it tasted like. It tasted like all of the salt in the world combined with, like, some kelp and some... It was... It was so bad. It was so, so bad that my eyes watered. There was no way that I was going to swallow that. I mean, at that point, just get it out of your body. Like, I didn't want it to be any part in my body. It was so bad, and there and the additional problem was that there was so much of it. It was, it it was a lot. There was a lot. I'm not gonna get graphic. There was a lot. Um, Not gonna get graphic. You just described the semen in detail. It was so. I mean, I'm not gonna like get into the graphic of like how it went down. All went down. But anyway, (laughs) it was really. It was pretty bad. And we did try different dietary stuff, and it didn't make a difference. I think a lot of it has to do with, like, genealogy as well. I I agree with that, because, like, it's always a joke, like, just eat pineapple before. Yeah. yeah. And, like, no, it still tastes like semen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, obviously, if you're only eating eggs and meat, it's going to be worse. But depending on just what your body naturally produces, mm-hmm. it's going to have a distinct something. Yeah. And usually tastes god-awful. Yeah, and my so my other experience was literally one third of the amount and no taste whatsoever. That's the best fucking method to have to go. And I swallowed that and it was totally fine. The the first one, 
that was not going to stay in my system. That was awful. I thought I was going to die. So I think that Samantha, depending on what's going on in the moment, spits or swallows. I feel that. And that, you know what? That's a good choice. That is being pro-choice. <laughs> you have a choice whether to spit or to swallow. Yes. You have every right to that. Do you know what snowballing is? Um, I've <laughs> heard of it in a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> Which one? Wasn't there? No, wait. Was it a Kevin Smith movie? What was? There was something in pop culture where we're Tyler Posey. Tyler Posey's a really big fan. No, I, that's not it. It's not like it's either like an old Kevin Smith movie, new Kevin Smith. Movie, I don't know. Um, but it is. Remind me what it is. Snowballing is when you get ejaculate in your mouth, mm-hmm. and then you make out with someone, and then move it from your mouth to their mouth. Yes. And then. Depending on how long you go, you can just transfer it back and forth. Or if you both, like, are 69ing and you both nut, and then you can just, like, swap semen back and forth. And that's a thing to do. I'm not a big fan of it because I don't like semen. But what I am a fan of is that snowballing because then I don't have to digest it and I don't have to throw it anywhere or, like, use up a tissue paper. You literally just make out with someone, transfer it back into their body. (laughs) I'm like, this is yours. You can have it back. And then I don't have to have it. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't want to chew this gum anymore. You take it. <laughs> I've done that before with someone. Yucky. <laughs> someone did that to me. I think it's happened multiple times. Okay. Where someone's like, I want this piece of gum. I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for a piece of gum. <laughs> did we do that? No. Did you give me your gum? No. I don't think so. I would have remembered that. Oh, I've, had, I've done it to other people. I'm like, I don't want this anymore. Here. I have this. <laughs> Riley McKinney, I think. Probably. That sounds about right. A tricks. That tricks. <laughs> yeah. But... I'm not a big fan of semen either. So the fact that she's still, like, trying to go for it, mm-hmm. good for her. Yeah. It doesn't work out for her. And yeah. at the end of her arc, she essentially has to tell this guy, because she doesn't want to go down on him. He's like, what's your fucking problem? She's like, you, you're, you're awful. Your spunk tastes funky. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes through all this list of fucking... Your cum, your jizz. <laughs> your joy juice. Your gross. splooge. I was like, oh, I hate... The more she said it, the more I was like, I hate, I hate semen. Mm-hmm. But she made a deal with him. She's like, listen, I'll go down on you again. But you have to try your semen. And if you don't think it's a problem, I won't think it's a problem. Yeah. And he lied. And oh, lied he absolutely anyway. lied. But he committed to the bit. He did. He committed to the bit. So it was okay. And that was interesting because I know that for the majority, like, gay men t- t- taste their own semen. Do straight men taste their own semen? So, yeah, and he was kind of weird about it. He yeah. was like, no, that's gay. And I'm like, is it? Like, Well, he, I don't he, What is your standard? Because, like, if you jerk off... That's gay, because, like, you're playing with a penis. Yeah. yeah, it's your own penis, but you're playing with a penis. That sounds a little bit gay. But where you could rationalize, be like, well, no, it's my own penis. Okay, would you eat your own jizz? No, that's gay. Why? Why? It's yeah, your own jizz. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. And I can see the heterosexuality of it both, where you're like, no, I'm not going to eat semen because that's gay. But then people who do eat their semen, they'd be like, yeah, but only mine, because I would, like, I want to make sure that I'm healthy, but yeah, I wouldn't eat I someone else's cum. Yeah, I don't think that that's a sexual orientation. I think that's just narcissistic. I just, just don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I, because of that one experience, I'm always trepidatious. Ooh, that's a messy T word. I'm, I'm always like, oh, I don't know about this. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself before? What, you, what, what meals do you enjoy? I don't really want to be surprised by the death of the ocean again. <laughs> I don't want to drown. I don't want it. What, would you prefer semen in the mouth or like the money shot all over the face? I hate that. I hate both. I'm almost equally. 
If anything, I would rather it be in my mouth and swallow it to avoid mess. I think that the porn star in like on my face, like that's it's disrespectful. Ooh. I really feel like it's just disrespectful. Like you just want to see you just want to like pee on that fire hydrant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's just you just want to see what you've done and it's gross. It's disrespectful. I know a fire hydrant who likes to get peed on. <laughs> if we're keeping it this metaphor, like they're really like they're like, no, when it happens, I want it here and I demand that of my partners. And that's their choice. Yeah. And I respect that they want that and that they're straightforward about that. For me personally, it feels disrespectful. If anybody I, ever did it to me, I would be angry. I don't like semen in my mouth, on my body. I don't like being sticky. Yeah. So I'm like, just keep that to yourself, please. Yeah, it's gross. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, and that's her arc. That's her arc. Also, she goes off on a mini monologue about blowjobs. Because he's like, Ugh, girls just... Girls just like are two head two blowjob girls and then they never give it back to her. Mm-hmm. Like girls hate it and she's like, first of all, I fucking love it. Second yeah. of all, you don't even understand what we have to work with. Mm-hmm. It's jaw placement, trying to breathe through a nose, not gagging, making sure that you're taken care of while having to moan, doing all these things. That's why they call it a job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, go the fuck off, mama. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no, it's it so absolutely true. is. Yeah, like it can be a lot of fun, and I think. Um, like, when Derek was on and we were talking a lot about, like, power play... Yeah. I feel like oral sex is absolutely a power play. Because you are being taken care of. You are not doing anything to the other person, theoretically. Like, unless you're 69ing or something. But that's not what we're talking about. Right. Um, but just, like, blowjobs, getting eaten out. Like, it's absolutely, like, a power position. Because, like, think about it. If you decide to be not super careful with your teeth placement, you're going down, man. It's going to hurt. And I think that they kind of get off on the danger of it. I think of the SpongeBob gif where he has that chocolate bar away from Patrick. And he puts his teeth on it and then scrapes it out. So you just see, like, the piece of chocolate unfurling around it. Mm -hmm. That's what I imagine people use teeth in blowjobs. Yeah. And and it's hard. Like, especially if it's, like, really big and you have a really small mouth. Because, yeah, it's rough. And I do. I think it's a total power play. Because it's the same with, like, with someone going down on a girl, too. Where it's like, yeah, okay, you could be, you you could fuck my shit up down there if you wanted to, like, start biting or, like, use too much, like, finger placement or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? I always think about that. If I ever have someone's genitals in my mouth, I was like, at this point, I could just end you. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's a better play. I think people get off on that. Like, relinquishing the power, having the power that you could injure them if you wanted to. It's just weird. Mm. Who's next? Who, so, which other girl whose story doesn't matter? Um, talk about Charlotte. So Charlotte? Okay. So... Charlotte is meeting the mother, uh, whose name is Bunny. Um, Bunny? Bunny. Why did I hear Buddy? No, it's Bunny. I believe you. I just heard it wrong. Yeah, her name's Bunny, and my note is Trey is pussy whipped by the pussy he came out of. I didn't know what direction they were going in the second time I understood it, the first time, because they're sitting down at this restaurant because Charlotte's so excited to meet his mom, Mm -hmm. and then Bunny makes a suggestion to her son but puts her hand on his wrist and like kind of rubs it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm getting incest vibes. Good. I'm getting incest vibes. 
I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. And as a person who is champion for like twin sets, I don't like it. That's funny. <laughs> and so the second time I was like, oh, she's manipulating him. That's what she's doing. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fair. Yep. And yeah, I just think of it as like a really gross thing, like just so power play again. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte sees it and is like, oh, that's interesting. Let's try it. And I immediately, I, the second she, like, they, because you saw her light bulb turn on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hate where this is going. She's going to manipulate him. This is stupid. Charlotte, stop. Charlotte, stop. Charlotte, mm-hmm. stop. She didn't. Yep. Spoilers. And so, so she totally, yeah, they go to dinner. Um, and he, for some reason, doesn't like his salad and sends it back, which is weird. It's funny because the way it was paired together, it was after one of Samantha's scenes where she had to taste the spunk, mm-hmm. which then cut to a piece or like salad with white dressing on top of it. Yeah, Trey bites really into funny. it and what? he's like, "Oh, I don't like it." So I think that was supposed to be the gag, yeah, pun intended, but also yucky, <laughs> which is disgusting. But I think that was supposed to be the yeah, like the gag. But yeah, yeah so he decides that he doesn't like his salad or whatever, um, and says, "Yeah, can I try the whatever salad?" And she reaches over and, like, rubs his wrist like his mom does and says, why don't you try the tomato and basil? It's sweeter. And he's like, alrighty, and orders the salad. And she's thinking, oh, my gosh, we're so in love. That's so great. And he says, like, some really sweet stuff, and she thinks that he's going to propose, and he doesn't. They're interrupted. They're interrupted by the salad. And so she's like tries to do the the manipulating thing again and says, maybe we should get married and he says alrighty <laughs> and she's devastated devastated so she goes crying to Carrie which Charlotte I forgot her actress's name and I'm such a dickbag because I just had it who plays um, her oh no I don't know uh, oh, Cynthia Nixon Kim Cattrall Sarah Jessica Parker Holy Moses. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> Jessica. No. no. Nancy. No. No. It's Cartwright? Is that her name? No. Oh my god, why are we terrible? Oh my gosh, this is really bad. Oh my god, I'm stalling for time. <laughs> Charlotte Roos. Charlotte Roos? <laughs> Actor. Charlotte. No, Charlotte York. Charlotte Roos is a Kristen Davis. Store. Yes. Kristen, Kristen. I still got the results that I needed. Good. Kristen Davis. I was never going to remember them my whole life. Yeah. She plays sad so well. Mm-hmm. And whereas Sarah Jessica Parker is a completely devastated crier, so she is not afraid to get ugly, mm-hmm. which is more real. Kristen Davis is the pretty kind of sad where you want to help her. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker is a devastated, dumb. like, you're like, oh, I, I want you to figure this out, but I can't be here with you. Because I will get sucked in this black hole, and I'm very sorry. Mm-hmm. That is tragic. Yep. And like you said it perfectly, Kristen Davis is the perfect victim yep. crier. Victim, and then panicked victim. Oh, God, no, so gorgeous. So she goes grinding to Carrie, which leads to one of my favorite quotes, where Carrie, uh, where Mer- wow, Charlotte's <laughs> like, I, I am engaged. And Carrie's like, congratulations. Yep. And then Charlotte walks into her apartment, completely just like out of it. She's like, I proposed to myself. <laughs> and then Carrie's like, what happened? Yeah. She's like, I mentioned that we should get married and then he said alrighty I proposed to myself <laughs> and then Carrie's like I don't think you're so much upset that you proposed to yourself I think you're upset that you're engaged with someone who says alrighty yeah. and I was so triggered <laughs> because I say alrighty to everything <laughs> I 
there's always words that we use that that get to the point where we get triggered like I was listening re-listening to some old episodes and I was like Jesus Christ could I say legitimately (laughs) any more times like if somebody had a drinking game for this podcast alcohol poisoning if you have a drinking game for this podcast please send us the rolls we'll do a live episode where we'll get fucked up yes we do need to do a drunk episode at some point Next time, because you know what? After that, my show's going to be open. We're going to have a little bit more time. Let's bring some tequila. You don't fuck with tequila. No, I fuck with tequila. She fucks? <laughs> I love okay. tequila. I'm a tequila connoisseur. Ooh. I'm like, what do you get down with? Añeja? What do you want? <laughs> like, I love tequila. Okay, so we're going to be here. Okay. It might be a two-parter. Might be, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be sobbing on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid that I'm never gonna find love. I'm gonna be lonely for all my whole life. Okay, well, what's your relationship update? What's your relationship update. <laughs> Three hours later, <laughs> and so then. Fuck, I can't remember. Charlotte? Charlotte. I'm so sorry, Crystal Davis. You put in work. <laughs> Your character sucks, but you put in work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte is then having to deal with the effects of being engaged to someone who was manipulated into being engaged. Mm-hmm. Which is like, good. Fuck you, bitch. You manipulated him. You knew what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. She doesn't deserve it. But, but fuck you. Yes. Uh, and then later on, they're walking, and then Charlotte's kind of stuck in a trance, and Trey's like, you know what? I think we need to stop here for one minute. Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte's like, what the fuck? They stopped in front of Tiffany. Cute. And like the the second we panned over, I just started screeching to mm-hmm. her page like, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, I have neighbors. <laughs> I was screeching. And then he's like, you know what? Let's do it right. Why don't you go in that store, pick the biggest or the best ring that you possibly can, and that's the one that we'll get. Cute. And then it was cute. And I was like, I love this story. And mm-hmm. then Carrie's narration for the scene was, later on, Charlotte would tell people that right there in front of Tiffany's, Trey, to pro- Trey proposed to her. And, and she, she said, alrighty. And I was like, this is dumb, but I like it. I can it get is wholesome. It. It's silly. All right, so let's move on to Miranda, who has a cat. Yes. The, literally the first scene with Miranda is her cat on her bed. And I was like, I knew it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a cat. There cool. Yep, um, and Steve is staying on the couch because you can break up emotionally in New York City, but when it comes to living together, it's really difficult to find an apartment. So you were going somewhere with that, and I was feeling it. It's <laughs> some Carrie Bradshaw vibes. It's, you know what, because it's, it's art imitating life right now for me, because I have to move out of my apartment, and... Uh, they, it's really bad right now as far as like rental and amounts and just it's it's rough and so I am considering a roommate situation that I I'm not like I love living alone and it's nothing against like the person I just don't want to live with people so I feel for Steve who's sleeping on the couch because I would rather sleep on somebody's couch than be in a situation where there was like an apartment I couldn't afford or like really shitty roommates or something. So, right. um, and does Steve have friends? Steve has friends, but I feel like when you're a bartender, you have a bunch of fake friends. Yeah. Because they're just like, I just want to drink from you. And, you know, yeah, totally. Let's hang out outside of the bar. And then they never do. I could be wrong. I've never been a bartender, but that just feels like that would be their life. I went to a bar with my friends recently, 
and you know this bar. It's very close to your home. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and it was aggressively bro. heterosexual Caucasian. Fair. Yes. It is quite a bro bar. I was not having it. And someone's like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing has happened to me. I'm just I'm angry just that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? I was like, there are three people of color in this establishment, and there's over 150 people here. Jesus. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't even notice that. I was like, I notice that everywhere I go. But that's mm-hmm. just a me thing. Anyways, back to this. Mm-hmm. I hate being here. And then, oh, because it, it also fed off of that day. Because in the morning, I had gone to one of my favorite, like, Mexican restaurants to pick mm-hmm. up breakfast. And then to the right of me were three business professional Caucasians. Mm-hmm. And then to the left of me, there was three bro dude college frat Caucasians. And they both had conversations about Mexican culture. And they were respectful <laughs> and they didn't say anything mean or like rude it was just very much that they were like discovering it and it was annoying how they were doing it and I was like I go to these places because yeah. I don't want to interact with Caucasian people <laughs> That's don't fair. come into my spaces <laughs> That's fair. and so like I was feeding off of that and then when I went to the re- that then when I went to the bar that night I was like oh I don't want this. Yeah, I don't want to be here. And I literally left. I was there for ten minutes. I was like, I'm leaving. I can't handle this. Yeah, I do the same thing. Not like race wise, but Mm. just energy wise. If I'm just in a space, like especially the bar over there, Mm -hmm. I I've legitimately been in there for about ten minutes before I've just told everybody that I'm there with. And I mean, I was there with like fifteen people, but I was just like, nope, hit must have hit my limit. I'm done. I can't be here anymore. And that's what it is. It's the energy. It's not being Mm -hmm. me being like, oh, I hate white people. It's the energies that are brought. Mm -hmm. Because like at the bar that I was at. You have to be an educator for your race everywhere you go. You have to like, that's why a lot of the time I just don't talk about being Jewish because I don't want to deal with it. Because then people are like, well, like, what does that even entail? Like, is that like a religion? Are you born Jewish? You have to pick this Jewish? Like, is that you believe in Jesus? And yeah, the whole thing just comes on in and I hate it. And it's, it's the weird vibes. And like, being, not that you can't appreciate other people's culture, but being at that bar with all these bro dudes and just the way they were about certain things. And then they were playing like hip hop and rap over their the stereo system I was like this is weird mm-hmm. this is out compared to if I went to like HQ where mm-hmm. there's a lot more people of color and they're playing the same music but you feel the energy shift mm-hmm. and I'm like and I feel comfortable at HQ mm-hmm. and I'm like I these people we get it we are we know where we're all coming from yeah this is great and then being at like the other bar mm-hmm. I'm like this, yeah this is yeah there's a artificial a bar that um Hannah and I frequent a lot she way more than me um, called Press Start, yeah, and I I will totally shout out to them. They're awesome. Um, but there's like arcade games, and it's not. I like it because it's not an overtly sexual vibe the way that it can be with Ooh, most bars. Yeah. Um, but it's also just so fucking great for people watching. Because um, Stacy and I were were there a couple of weeks ago, and it was great because these three guys walked into the bar, and I was just like, Stacy. Do you see those three nerds that just walked in? It's so great. So that one with the jacket, he's going for a look. Like, he is like, I like camo, but I don't want to go full on camo. And so I got this jacket that almost looks like camo, but isn't. And I'm wearing it with my tight pants. And all the bitches love me, even though his face says he's 12. 
Oh, he's going for it, and he's trying baby. so hard. And this guy behind him with the man bun and the Costco sweatpants, they are all friends, and it is like a little mini Sex in the City, like, nerd edition, and I am here for it. I love that sitcom! <laughs> Please, can we write it? <laughs> I love... I just love, like, people watching and making up stories about them, but yeah. those three had a look going and I was just like that is so great because one can totally go off the other mm-hmm. and like learn from one another I'm like you guys are living your best life I like watching nerdy bros like the people who are like mm. I'm gonna look like an asshole but you read their face and you're like you're a fucking nerd yep <laughs> what are you trying to put off here You people would like you more if you weren't so aggressively heterosexual <laughs> what are you doing Oh. Not that I have a problem with heterosexuals. Just don't be aggressive about anything. But that's me with anything. Don't be aggressively yeah, just don't fucking be aggressive. gay ever either. Yeah. yeah, just don't be aggressive. Just I mean, you can out. be. You can do whatever you want. I'm just going to be annoyed. Fair. Don't be aggressively a woman. Don't be aggressively a man. <laughs> don't be aggressively <laughs> into <Anything>. things. <laughs> don't tell me your passions. Don't tell me your passions. As we record a podcast, aggressively talking about our passions. I, I didn't say it was reciprocal. That's fair. I'm going to do my life. <laughs> So, um, Miranda's accompanies Steve to a apartment that he potentially could rent. And it's like a basement studio. Looks like a dungeon. It's terrible. Not fun. Um, and she's like, no, you're not living here. That's not okay. And then later she comes home to her answering machine. They're so 90s. It's adorable. Can you imagine waiting for these things now? No. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I have to go home to figure out what someone said? Yeah. Disgusting. That's that's crazy. Um, So, the voicemail kind of makes it seem like Steve is dating again, which is kind of devastating for her. Like, you can see her heart breaking a little bit, and that's so sad. And I hate it. It was weird, though, because the way it was phrased, it was... So, the girl... There's a... The answering machine, it's a girl saying, Hey, um, I met you at the bar last night. Give me a call back. Let's go see a movie. And then later on, it's four in the morning, and then Steve's dog is barking. Is it Steve's dog? Is it their dog? What's appropriate? It's Steve's dog. Steve's dog is barking, and Miranda comes out. She's like, Steve, take care of your dog, but Steve's not there. And then Carrie's narration was like, and then Miranda realized that Steve was out with that girl. And I was like, well, you can't, re- like, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, obviously you can zoom and all the clues have led to this. But it just seemed really, really weird that that's the, where it would go. And then later on when she runs into Steve again and she's like, no, you really like need to move out. I can help you find some places. Here are some places you can go, but you need to leave. Hmm. And then Steve, Steve tries to tell her, he's like, oh, sorry that I didn't show up. I was, and he cuts her, she cuts him off. Hmm. So I don't know if that's trying to let us believe that she just doesn't want to hear or something else was happening and we're just... I think she wants him back, but is too stubborn and the breakup and the reasons for the breakup are still so new. Yeah. And she hasn't processed them that she knows... Or she thinks she knows that it's the right thing to do. Fair. So, yeah. Um, I I feel for her. It sucks. And I think that when he says, yeah, I'm going to get out of your hair. Thanks for letting me crash on your couch. And she tries to talk to him. And, like, that whole scene. Like, they're obviously so hurt still. Yeah, because they um, didn't communicate. Yeah, but they still there's still so much love there. And she, like, kind of is like, we should... I wanted to say, let's still be friends, but that's weird, right? And he was like, no, let's be friends. Like, yeah, they, let's they, they decided to stay in touch and be friends. And I'm just like, okay, that's going to go badly, but okay. Oh, no, never mind. It's not a part of this one. It's part of the next one. <laughs> so, yeah. So, now we've come to um, Carrie, who we forgot to mention 
in the last episode, like right at the very end, um, that she has a answering machine message uh, from Big, who's like basically saying that he loves her and misses her and shows up like in between um in between Aiden leaving. So, because Aiden wanna go get her coffee filter. Yeah, Aiden was just like, You're out you're out of coffee filter. Like I was gonna go and set the, the timer so that we could have coffee in the morning, but you're out of coffee filter, so I'm gonna go run down to the bodega and get you some. And I'm like, God damn, he takes care of her. He's so sweet. Um but then yeah, then Big comes and and yeah, basically, it's just like, I love you, I miss you. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. What the hell is wrong with she's you? She's like, what do you want? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. And that that's the part that cements him as a real person, which I was glad to see. I hate him. I don't like his person. But that's the part where it was cemented, because instead of like a, I want you back, I want this, 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 and I regret all this, he's like, I don't know. See, and I hate that, because it's like, you didn't think about this, then you idiot. Right, because he's drunk. Yeah. I hate drug big. Yeah, drunk big. drunk big is a dick. Um, so we open up this episode though with Carrie helping Aiden um, at a furniture show, which is annoying. Which is super annoying because she's just she keeps saying "booth bitch" over and over because again. Because she's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm your, your roadie. Booth. I'm your booth." Bitch. And he's like, "Oh, I'm not a road. I have a booth. So you're my booth bitch." And she like, and she just takes it and runs way it's too like a far seventh with it. Grade they pet nickname, and you just want to tell all your friends like, "Oh, I'm his booth bitch. I'm his booth bitch." And, like, in the minute that they're mm-hmm. on screen together, she says it four or five times, and it's fucking annoying. Yeah, and I'm like, you all need to go home. You're yucky. Um, so he leaves to get them coffee because he's so an acts of service guy. God, I love him. Like, he's like, oh, I know this is my booth, and I need to be here, and I need to set up, but I'm going to get us coffee because you're helping me. Thank you. Right. Ugh, so cute. Um, and Big and Natasha happen by. She hides under the freaking big desk that they have. Um, that he's made, that Aiden has made. So they walk up to it. Natasha is like, this is kind of ugly. And I'm like, your face is kind of ugly, Natasha. We're done here. Aiden makes beautiful furniture. Fuck her. We're done. We're done. No, we're done. How about that beautiful dress she was wearing? She was wearing a great dress, but again, back to the boob conversation, she was wearing the wrong bra with it. Yeah, she was, because her titties did not look cute. They were pancake-y. It was like when you open up a jar of, like, goop. Like, the ones you get from the arcade after you turn in 25 tickets. Yes. And then you slightly, like, drop it. So then it starts gooping out. Mm-hmm. That's what her titties look like. Yeah, it was not great. And I know that her boobs are normally not like that. So I'm like, How could she normally rock the fuck out of it? It was Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah. It was like she said her... Because her dress was gorgeous. She had a mm-hmm. belt on with Beautiful. it around her ribs. Mm-hmm. And it looked like she was trying to use the belt to hold up her boobs. But it didn't. They just, like sagged over yeah it was not great it was not cute not that i need to be policing women's bodies but (laughs) as a person with opinions right titties was not cute fair um so yeah so she obviously gets caught because she's just hanging out on the other side and um big runs into her just like uh hey what are you what are you doing and she's like i'm a booth bitch and we're like shut up (laughs) and um and aiden comes over with the coffee and it's so funny because she finally, like, it gets to the point where you think that she's going to introduce Big's actual name, and then she accidentally spills coffee all over him. And it was on his dick, right? She spilled coffee on his dick? Right on his dick, yeah. Ugh, gorgeous. Yeah, but I, and this is the type of thing that makes me, 
big charming and makes him hilarious and makes me kind of love him a little bit is that as he was leaving um he he kind of um says thanks for the coffee that was fucking hilarious it was great but okay so here's the thing because carrie introduces natasha and big as his, her friends to mm-hmm. eden yeah and i was like you wouldn't say that like that's your ex-boyfriend no why because she panicked she got panicked and caught in the moment. If I had been in the same boat, I would have done exactly the same thing. Where I would have been like, this is, um, things in people. If you weren't panicked, would you say, would you tell your current partner that this was your ex-partner? This is big and Natasha, maybe, I used to date big. Maybe later. Is that appropriate? I think that it would make everyone uncomfortable if you said it in the morning. Okay. Like, I think... It would, yeah, it would have created an energy that she probably didn't want to deal with. That's fair. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's fair. Because I'm like, I introduced Challen to my ex-girlfriend, but I had obviously told Challen about her before. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking about I was like, oh, and this is her. Mm-hmm. And then they were super cool. And I was like, so why, when did well, you introduce they, it? Because they had time to process it. Right. And that's when you said it that way. I was like, mm-hmm. that's what the difference was. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. And once you said like... Or you'd be, this is Big and these are my friends. Or this is, these are my friends, Big and Natasha. Mm-hmm. And later I'm like, oh, I used to actually date Big. Yeah. That's it's right. like, oh, okay. And then you have time to process it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's not a marker against Carrie. I was just curious. No, I would have done the same thing completely. There's so many things that she does wrong, but I don't think that was one of them. I mean, John never break up, and I have to introduce him to someone else. Be like, this is Chalin. I know what his butthole looks like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um... That night, Aiden is uh, lying in bed with Carrie, and it's a great shot of, like, looking down on them from the ceiling, and he's looking up at the ceiling, and he was like, you have cracks. She's like, excuse me? Because <laughs> he's feeling her, like, legs, too, because she has his le- her leg draped over him. Mm-hmm. So he's Sexy feeling her leg. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you have cracks. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, what the- higher, and just one, but okay. <laughs> but she... He looks up and he's like, how long have they been up there? And she's like, mm, three years? And he, he's so sweet. He was just like, you know, that your apartment could use a little tender loving care, which in my opinion, I'm like, she rents. Why would she make home improvements? Yeah, which I also did. But it was a maybe, nice bit. But maybe that's a New York thing. Like maybe it's like up to the, because I, um, so it's funny because this actually just happened where I was in, an apartment in the building looking for a new place and i saw like on the couple of pictures that he had um online that it was carpeted and yep. i was just like oh i don't like carpet mm-hmm. like it's a small space like where am i gonna put the vacuum cleaner like that's just annoying um and emily um our friend emily was saying she was like you know like the owners would love it if a if the person that was renting took an interest in it and it would cost you less than a thousand dollars to put in hardwood floors and i was just like yeah but then i'm out a thousand dollars and i don't get to enjoy those hardwood floors when i move out like that just seems dumb but to her it seems like a perfect solution yeah but i wouldn't i wouldn't spend a thousand dollars on an apartment that i wasn't going to stay in depends how long if like if you live there for five years yeah invest in hardwood floors if you're going to live there for, like, a year, maybe two, mm-hmm. but then after that, you knew you were getting out, maybe don't invest. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's always interesting, because I know that here in Reno, they don't let you do a lot of home renovations. Mm-hmm. And, like, even painting your walls, 
Yeah, they'll basically say, um, there'll be places where they're like, no, you can't paint the walls. Or they'll say you can paint the walls as long as you paint them back, back. before you yeah. leave. And so, yeah, maybe I'm completely out of the loop on this kind of, like, home maintenance stuff. We don't know anything about New York. No, we, we don't. don't. We don't know anything sleep about... Sleep around. Right. We don't like getting onto all this drama. Mm-hmm. We don't like any of these girls. Yeah. We don't live in New York. This is the Virgin's Guide to Sex in the City. That's the new name for this podcast. <laughs> but so, yeah. So, anyway, don't know anything about that. But he offers to fix her apartment, which... Uh, is the hottest thing ever. Yeah, the way he frames it, he's like, yeah, we could just take out this. You just pick a day for yourself and I'll do it. Yeah. And I was like, I am erect. Yeah. And he was totally like, you know, I'll be in and out. You won't even know that I'm there. But also he's doing home improvement stuff. And so I was thinking, because he did say it in that way where he's like, pick a day for yourself. And I'm like, I take that to mean pick a day for yourself. Get the fuck out of the apartment. I I understood it the same way. Yeah. And so once it comes down to it, She's trying to meet some stupid deadline, which then why are you choosing that day for him to do this? Choose another day. He told you, you pick a fucking day. Yeah, so you did it. You did this. And for some reason, she she gets annoyed and she says, look, I'm just going to a hotel. I'm just going to go to a hotel and work on this so that I can meet my deadline. And he was like, well, at least let me pay for it. Which I'm like, oh, God, you're beautiful. I love Aiden. I love him. And and she was like, nope, it's okay. It's okay. If anybody needs me, this is where I'll be. So Big calls her apartment. And this is all, like, off screen, but I'm still just, like, flabbergasted by it. Calls the apartment. Aiden doesn't recognize his voice and is so fucking sweet that he's just like, oh, yeah, Kira's not here. She's at this hotel. I literally have a note that says, why did Aiden give that fucking info? Yeah, well, and, but to be fair, she never gave him the follow-up conversation. She was never like, oh, by the way, that was my ex. That broke my heart. Because had she had done that, Aiden would have never given Big the number. Here's the thing. Don't give my fucking information to anybody, regardless of what backstory I gave you. Like, if I'm at this place... Well, no, she said it, though. She, she was like, if any if anyone calls for me or if anybody needs me, I will be at this hotel. Oh, I did not hear that part. Yeah. I thought Aiden was just like, oh, you're calling for Gary, she's not here. She this says this hotel, she you can find it. That's how I interpret it. My bad. Oh. I did not hear it. That's how I was like, no. Yeah, no. Like, no, if... if uh, yeah. I just didn't hear that part. Yeah, so my she bad. literally gave him permission to do that. But my thing is, if somebody was calling... Some chick was calling my boyfriend, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, yeah, he's at this hotel. Because that's weird. I would be like, um, I, first of all, I, in this day and age, I wouldn't answer the phone. <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't yeah. answer the phone at all. I would not do it. But if it was back in that day, I probably still wouldn't answer the phone. But if I did, I wouldn't just like, I would, I would give out her information to the girls and just take a message for everyone else. Yes. So Aiden's way too nice for Plus, his own good. It's also the 90s. True. So Also, what hotel can you just be like, can you give me this person? Aren't they not supposed to do that? Um, I think that it is one or the other, but not both. Like, if somebody was like, can I speak to this person? They can connect you with the room. Or if you say, can I reach 21B or whatever, then they can connect you with the room. But if you're like, what room is so-and-so in? They can't tell you. That's fair. I thought it was... Or if you say, who's in room, blah, 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 they can't tell you. I thought it was a... I thought it was only a room number that you could do. Mm-hmm. Because if you were, like, 
if someone was in secret protection or whatever, if or, someone was even trying to run away, and you're like, fair. oh, can I speak to Carrie Bradshaw? They're not going to be like, oh, let me look up Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, she's in our system. She, let me pass you over. Because like, then you know where she's located if she's trying to get away. Yeah. I thought, like... Because then, well, because they're always in, like, movies and stuff, or not movies and stuff, but, like, theoretically, like, people who are famous check in under different names. So then how the fuck did he figure out where she was? Well, no, she didn't. I'm sure she checked in under her own name, but I'm just saying, like, mm. in general, I think that's why it's a switch. That's, okay. Like, that's why, that's what tracks in my head. Okay. Is why. I don't know. I, just, I created this entire scenario in my head, and so now when you're giving me answers that make sense to the show, I'm like, right, that makes sense. That's not what I had in my head, so I'm <laughs> having trouble processing it. That's okay. Which is how I deal with most things, where I was like, oh... The way I'm processing it in my head isn't actually how it happened, but what you're giving me isn't in my head, so I still haven't figured that out. This is the beauty of the podcast. This is dumb. We're going to work it out. Um, but so anyway, so Big calls her and says, meet me in the lobby. For some reason, she's like half-dressed, so she just throws on a coat hmm. and goes down to the lobby where he isn't, goes into the bar, the like lobby bar, which he is, of course, um, and... He is just like, no, I need to talk to you. And she's just like, you're drunk. He's like, no, I'm not drunk. Like, you're drunk. No, you're drunk. <laughs> you're drunk. And he follows, like, he's, he's manic about that. Like, I don't even know what he says anymore. Like, but he's just so, like, you know, no, like, I, I got scared. I said I was leaving her. And then I left you a message that I wasn't leaving her. And But, you know, I'm going to leave her. And I I love you and blah, blah, blah. And just, she's, she gets angry. She walks away to go back to to go to the elevator to go back up to her room, and he follows her. He like knocks over a luggage cart and everything, like yeah. just just crazy. And then he follows her into the elevator and sexually assaults her. Assaults her. He is grabbing onto her. She's saying, "No, get out! Don't do this! Get off of me! Let me go!" No. Yep. And he stay he stays clutching onto her. Yeah, and she even says in her voiceover. You know, as they're kissing and she quote unquote gives into it, she was like, My mind was screaming no, but you know, I, my feelings were getting in the way, blah, blah. And I'm like, This is why guys think it's okay. It's, it's, it's theatricality. Yeah, you were romanticizing someone sexually assaulting you. And I get that that is a thing and a quirk like a kink people can be into and i respect that as it but when they romanticize it to this point this is why where it's your main character in your groundbreaking tv show yeah that women can relate to and your girl's like oh he's just gonna hold me down until i relinquish power oh it's because he cares yeah no no it's because he doesn't no and big doesn't respect her no big can love her all he wants and talk about all this he's been drunk every single time he said it Mm -hmm. um but if he's not respecting her wishes, like, okay, let's take this back. Let me try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. No, he grabs onto her, clutches her, follows her. One, goes to her toe. Two, follows her into the elevator. And three, holds her down until she relinquishes power. Mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. Upsetting. Yeah. It was, re- it was really, really upsetting. Especially when it's just... This is why. This is why it's like heterosexual guys think that it is okay to force themselves because she still she just wants it. She's just being coy. Yeah. But she wants it, 
And again, as a kink, as something that is understood between two parties, that is something completely different. Yes. That I am not judging and I'm not saying is a bad thing at all. It can be fun. And, you know, as long as you know your partner and you know what you're getting into and you know what's happening, then it can be a beautiful thing. But as an average, everyday, like, he should not have been touching her. He is married. They have a history. He should not be stringing her along like this. It's garbage. And she said no. Yeah. She said you don't have she, to have any of those other things. She says no. You fucking let go. Yeah. She said no so many times. And aggressively and in so many different ways. And it was nothing that was like, oh, she might have said this, meaning this. No. It was no let go. Get away. Don't get on. Mm-hmm. Get out of this elevator. Stop Get it. out. Yeah. She said no so <coughs> many times that it is 110% uncalled for. That, that 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 happened. But then she sleeps with him. Yeah, and that's but then, part she, of the but then she sleeps with him and has a cigarette with him. And ends the episode with saying, and that's when I lost my head. Because the big old question is, do you follow your heart or your head? Right. Which is dumb. <laughs> your heart. Your head, obviously. <laughs> Always follow your head. I mean, there's a, there's a balance to be struck, I yes. would say, between one and the other. <laughs> you know, like... The the potential roommate situation that I'm getting into, like I I like him. We are really good friends, but we also can be really volatile, and we can also really go for the jugular when it comes to interacting with each other. And so it's dangerous. Like it's not. It might not be the smartest idea, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I will end up actually moving in with him or not. Everything's still up in the air. But we'll sit down and we'll have a serious conversation about what needs to, you know, what needs to happen, what needs to occur, just, you know, in in general, having open communication, as we say about this stuff. And it's just, oh, that's, I'm sorry, I'm just, I just thought about, like, the sexual assault thing again, and I just got mad. So I, I just got distracted. I don't even know what point I was trying to make. I don't yeah. Except for communication. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fucking dick bag. Don't be, yeah, don't be a dick bag at all. And that's our episode. And so if you want to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram, we're at We Swear on Chanel. And if you want to email us, you can email us at I Couldn't Help a Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us by searching I Couldn't Help a Podcast on Facebook. We're the Pink Martini logo. We are. We're on iTunes. We are on Google Play. We are on Omni. We're on Stitcher. We're on all these places where you can just. We're on Stitcher? Stitcher picks up from the same archive that iTunes, doesn't it? I have no idea. I believe it does. I have the potential to be wrong most of the time. I believe that's how it works. If we're not, let us know. We'll try to get on there. Here's the thing. Tell us. You're listening to us right now, so clearly you found it. Clearly whatever you're doing, we're here. Whatever you're doing is the right thing, bud. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Us. You can follow me personally at Joe Daniel BB on Twitter or Petty Prince Jr. on Instagram. And I am at Paige Clarno on Twitter and at Paige in Reno Land on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for spending more of your time with us. We're always excited to ejaculate our vocal thoughts into your ear crevices. <laughs> Just as long as you don't swallow. All right, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Love you. Until next time. Always wear a condom. Me. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. <laughs>